This is Instant Game Reaction, an immediate look back at the Colts' latest game. He's at the 10, he's at the 5, looking for the pylon, touchdown, Jonathan Taylor, a run of 23 yards to Pater. They'll walk it upfield, it's intercepted, picked off by the Colts, and it's Darius Leonard. Wentz throws upfield into the end zone, sack, Pascal, touchdown, touchdown, I-N-D-Y. Now, here's your host, J.J. Stankovitz from Colts.com. Hey everyone and welcome in to another edition of Colts Instant Reaction here on the Colts Audio Network. I'm JJ Stankovitz, joined as always by Colts Ring of Honor member Bill Brooks as we talk through the Colts 26-11 loss to the Jacksonville Jaguars that knocks the Colts out of the playoffs. Their season is over. The finality of it, Bill, is just stunning that we're, we're in this place. I thought... I'd be sitting here at 8.30 p.m. on Sunday talking to you about, all right, we're going to Buffalo or we're going to Cincinnati and we're, you know, here's the playoff matchup. The Colts took care of business. But, Bill, the the Jacksonville Jaguars, they just dominated the Colts. That's the word that that Darius Leonard used. That's the word that T.Y. Hilton used. The Colts got dominated today. And there's no other way around it. There's no sugarcoating it. They got their butts kicked on both sides of the ball by the Jacksonville Jaguars in a game that they had to win. How do you square this, Bill? How do you think about this? How do you process this game and the end of the 2021 Colts season? It, uh, it happened abruptly. I would say that this, I was shocked that um, at the end of the day that the Colts were not going to the playoffs um, and that Jacksonville just, outplayed the Colts and Jacksonville came out and they started the game like they had something to play for. Um, I know we talked about this before uh, previously that the players were going to come play because they're professionals as far as the Jacksonville Jaguars and they want to put good tape out there uh, so other people can see their play and that they were professionals and they're going to play to the last whistle. And they did that today. Mm -hmm. They outplayed the Colts. Uh, from the beginning to the end, they came out with more uh, energy. Uh, Colts could not match that energy today. Uh, Jaguars drive down the field in their first possession and score. And, and then actually, uh, three out of their first four possessions, they scored points. And they just took it to the Colts today. And it was a, a long day for the Colts. And it's just, uh, it's just sad, uh, only because the Colts had a chance to uh, get into the playoffs. They control their own destiny, and that's something they wanted to do after getting off to a 1-4 start this season. They just want to get back where they could control their own destiny to possibly get into the playoffs. In these last two weeks, they had that control, but uh, unfortunately, they couldn't win either one of those games, and now they're um, on the outside looking in, just um, going to have to reflect on the season and what uh, they could have done differently or better to give them an opportunity to get into the playoffs. Yeah, you know, Ryan Kelly said after the game, quote, controlling your own destiny in the last two weeks of the season to go in and not handle your business is a sting that'll hurt for a long time. And, I mean, that, that's it. The Colts had two games to win. You win one of them, you're in the playoffs. And they didn't deliver in either of those games. And, and the thing that I think I got the sense of, Bill, from hearing from coaches and players after the game was – the Raiders game last week, 
there were some antecedents to that. There was a, a kind of a not great week of practice leading up to that. You know, there was all the issues with COVID last week leading up to that game against the Raiders. And I, I think this team felt like, all right, you know, we didn't really bring it for the Raiders. But then this week, the, all we heard was how great the Colts are practicing and how locked in they were. And, and that that's real. This team did have a good week of practice. They did have the focus and, and everything that they needed to go be prepared to play the Jaguars. And then the Jaguars came out, Bill, on that first drive, you kind of got this feeling of, uh-oh, when Jacksonville at a third and 13, Trevor Lawrence hit Marvin Jones for 17 yards. They then get a third and 10 because on third and five, Laquan Treadwell has a false start. And you're thinking, all right, here come the Jaguars, like, Laquan Treadwell, you know, former Vikings cast off, false start on a wide receiver when he, you know, he kind of tries to like Canadian football it toward the exactly. last scrimmage. <laughs> yes. And it's third and 10, and you're thinking, all right, all right, Colt's going to get off the field here. But then Lawrence hits Marvin Jones again for a 12-yard gain. So they convert two third and longs, third and 10 or more yards on their first drive. That drive then winds up in the end zone. You know, they convert another third and one on that possession, but Trevor Lawrence all of a sudden is like, oh my God, like he's like eight of eight. He's looking really good. And you're thinking, all right, well, the Colts are going to have to match this intensity on offense. And they, you know, they go, they go three and out in a sense. They get to fourth and two. Jonathan Taylor only gains one yard up the middle. And that was kind of a moment of like, ah, you know, you're starting to feel a little squirmy early on in the game. Um, did you when did you get the sense, Bill, that this was this was going to be a, a pretty difficult game, let alone a game that the Jaguars would win by two scores? Um, you know what? I got a little squirrely. Probably, I would say at halftime, um, just knowing how the game was going and how the Colts were going into halftime, and like Jaguars scored on, on their possessions and. Just it seemed like looking on the sideline, the coach just looked. There's something in their eyes that looked like you know what, they just something was missing. They weren't they weren't playing. They weren't in sync. Something was going not going wrong, but they just didn't look in sync in the first half. And, and with the score being 13 to three, going into half, I just thought that you know what, just something's not right. The coach need to come out in that first drive and and go down and, and try to get some points and score, but didn't do it it didn't happen and um it, it just they just did not come out with the energy they needed to come out with and you know you talk about practice how they had a good week of practice this week there's one thing one of my coaches always says it's great to have a great week of practice he said but once you get to the game if you don't execute it doesn't matter what the week of practice was like there's there's times when i was playing uh we've had a bad week of practice but we go out and we play well. And there's times we had great weeks of practice and we played bad. Um, so it, it just shows you that no matter what type of week of practice you have, mm -hmm. you have to go out there and execute. And the coach does not, did not execute today offensively or defensively. And then when you're going out there and you're playing and you can't get off the field on third down and, and let those guys continue to have plays, and when you can't get first downs on third downs, um, it's going to be very difficult for you to sustain a drive and get the ball into your playmaker's hands because if I'm not mistaken, I think the Colts only had 19 plays in the first half. Yep. 
that's not many plays at all. And you cannot get guys uh, the ball. I mean, I don't think Pittman got targeted until the second half. And, and, and the first know, he, target he had, Bill, was the, the near interception that kind of went through his hands. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, so we don't have the ball in the first half. So, you, you know, you can't get Pittman the ball. You know, you're going to have limited times for JT to have the ball. So you, you, you have to be able to sustain a drive, get first downs, so you can have more plays. And also you give your defensive rest uh, from an offensive standpoint. So you give your defensive rest and you continue to drive and get the, play, the, um, the ball into your playmaker's hands. So they can make plays. So just the, the whole vibe of the first half just seemed like it was, you know, I won't say lethargic, but just no energy. Just not enough energy uh, by the team in the first half to, to do anything, to get some scores and to get some stops. So very difficult to start off that way. I thought if you start off fast against the Jaguars, I think I thought that they, would, they may say, okay, you know what? The game is not going well. Uh, this team's gonna dominate us. We're still gonna play hard, but um, you know we, we probably say, you know, we're not gonna win this game. So I thought if you can get the Jaguars down early, you would really, really put them down, right. and then this would be a game that you would win. Yeah, I think that's a really good point because you know you, you you put the Jaguars behind the eight ball, and they're you know they're it would be understandable if they would just sort of like, all right, let's, you know, let's get to the end of the season. But the first half bill, Jaguars convert six of their eight first downs. They possess the ball for 19 of the game's first 30 minutes. They have 239 yards of offense in the first half and average 6.5 yards per play. The Colts in the first half had 75 yards on offense and average 3.9 yards per play. So those not the Jaguars numbers kind of came back to earth in the second half. Jacksonville finished only 318 yards, five yards per play. But the Colts only averaged 4.4 yards per play. So they weren't, they, they didn't like turn it on in the second half in a way that I think we expected. It, it the, the first half was what it was, but then the second half, you know, you come out, you have some turnovers. There's a strip sack on Carson. He then throws an interception. Um, and this game kind of gets out of hand. Like it, it felt like it got out of hand. You know, Trevor Lawrence, when he hit that absolutely incredible throw to Marvin Jones for the touchdown. Yes. Uh, I mean, first of all, credit to Trevor Lawrence. Like, I, we had been saying it all week that he's better than the numbers indicated, and, like, we saw it today. Trevor Lawrence is a really dang good quarterback, and he's going to be some of the Colts are going to have problems with in this division for a number of years, just like the Titans and the Texans will. But the the I thought coming out of halftime, all right, you get the ball, you're down 13-3, and go down and score a touchdown, you're in it. Like, you need one stop, get it back. It's not, you know, the, the end of the world at that point. But it just, it, it never, the Colts never found that rhythm that they needed. And, you know, then by the end of the third quarter, I mean, they're down by 20 points going into the fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean, it, it, they didn't find that rhythm. And to, to piggyback off what you said, you know, like I said, they fumbled in the third quarter in their first drive, and then Jaguars get the ball in great field position but the defense does a nice job to hold them to a field goal so they hold the team to a field goal so it's 16 to 3 and you know to be honest with you if Chenault doesn't drop a couple of those passes mm-hmm. the game the score could have been a lot yep. different a lot worse than what it was um, especially going into half and then one in, in the second half um, the coach just didn't you know they just didn't make enough plays you know they had opportunities to make enough plays and Trevor Lawrence you know, we talked about him earlier in the week, and 
how he was a good athlete, he has a strong arm, but today he looked like the number one draft pick uh-huh. uh, in, a, in a draft last year. He looked that he played well. It looked like he played with some confidence. Um, there was one throw he made on the sideline. He was rolling to his right, and it wasn't a long pass, long completion, but he just flicked it with his arm, rolling to the right, and made a perfect pinpoint pass. Receiver caught it, and I think they got a first down of it, but it was, it was a nice play for him rolling to his right and just flicking it. I thought he was actually throwing it away. The guy made a nice catch on the sideline there. But the plays he made today, it looked like that he had confidence in the game plan because it looked like he was going to his first read, his second read. If neither one of them there, he's going to the check down. First read, second read, check down. First read, second read, check down. And he did that quite often today. And then he hit some big plays also, um, like you're talking about the Marvin Jones touchdown and some other big, big plays on third down to Marvin Jones. Um, he played well today, and he played a lot better today than he did the first time the Colts uh-huh. played him here at Lucas Oil Stadium. So give him credit. Um, he was on fire early, couldn't miss, and a couple of incompletions was not his fault because the receivers dropped the ball. Um, so he played well, and, and you know what? Like I said earlier, it looked like they had something to play for. I mean, they played, yep. give him credit, they played well, and the Colts did not play well at all, and Jaguars took it to him. Yeah, you know, Trevor Lawrence in this game, uh, season high, 104, 105.4 passer rating. His pro football focus grade, 89.3. That is, if I'm doing some back of the napkin math here, that's like 13 points higher than his previous season high. So, you know, it wasn't just that the Colts defense struggled a little bit. It's that Trevor Lawrence did play a really good game. I know no one really wants to hear that right now, uh, understandably so. But, you know... It, you need to give the Jaguars some credit. They played a really good game. The Colts didn't match it. And, Bill, you know, we, we say it a lot. Like, if the Colts play their best game, they're going to beat a lot of teams in the NFL, the Jaguars among them. But the Colts didn't play their best game. The Jaguars did, and and here we are. I mean, I, I think we could probably talk for, you know, 30 more minutes about, like, all right, well, the Colts gave up – you know, this number of sacks, and they lost the turnover battle, and Jonathan Taylor wasn't able to really get going. But the fact of the matter is, Bill, is that the execution wasn't there, the coaching wasn't there, and that's that's it. That's just how you, you lose a game that everyone expected you to win. Exactly. And when you don't have those things, um, you know, and, you know, we talk about on any given Sunday, you know, anyone can win. Well, that's why anyone can win on any given Sunday. If you don't come out with your best, you don't execute, and if the coaches don't uh, do what they should do as far as putting you in position to make plays so you can win and so you can execute plays, it's going to be very hard to win in the National Football League. Winning games in the National Football League is not easy. Um, everyone is good. Everyone wants to win. Talented on both sides of the ball. Uh, each team, uh, I think each team have qualified coaches um, out there to put players in position to make plays. But, you know, when you don't execute, and the team that makes the least amount of mistakes are going to win football games. Coach turned the ball over today, um, twice. And when you do that, you're going to lose. And Jacksonville, <laughs> a team that <laughs> is worse... Uh, the worst teams in, in the National Football League in uh, turnover differential didn't have any. Mm-hmm. They did not have one turnover today. They protected the ball. They held on to the ball. The Colts didn't protect the ball. 
and the team that won the turnover battle won the game. I mean, you can't tell me this win didn't mean anything to the Jaguars. Like, there was all this talk this week about, like, oh, the Jaguars have nothing to play for. They should lose the game because, they, you know, they get the number one overall pick if they lose. But, like, you, you can't tell me that this win didn't mean something to Trevor Lawrence or Marvin Jones or Josh Allen or Miles Jack, who's flying all over the place in this game. Like, the Jaguars, they, they wanted to win this game. And I think that this isn't something – I don't think the Colts thought anything about Jacksonville locking down the first-round pick. But I think a lot of people might have thought, oh, why are the Jaguars playing so hard? Because these guys care. And, you know, so do the Colts. The Colts care. You got – like, Bill, listening to those guys after this game, I mean, there was a lot of accountability taken by coaches, by, you know, by Frank Reich and by the players who talked to us, which was Darius Leonard, Ryan Kelly, T.Y. Hilton, and Carson Wentz. You know, your, your leaders on the team took accountability. Your coach took accountability. But ultimately, that this just leaves you with this kind of empty sense of, like, this team, Bill, we were two weeks ago. We were talking about this team. What a win they had over the Cardinals. And, all right, all they got to do is they got to beat the Raiders and they're in. Or they beat the Jaguars and they're in. And to not do that with all the promise and potential that this season had – it's really hard to square with how we felt about this team from about, call it week nine through week 15 of like beating the Bills, beating the Patriots, going down to the wire with the Bucks, beating the Cardinals and feeling like this team could be a real player in the playoffs and now they're not even in it. That's just hard to wrap your head around. Coming into this game, roughly uh, last few games, the Colts were about six and one, if I'm not mistaken. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, from the New York Jets game on, the Colts were six and one before these last two games. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Teams you're beating are Buffalo Bills, uh, the New England Patriots, Arizona Cardinals. The only loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Coming into these last two games, I felt pretty good. I'm sure the fans felt pretty good. When you have that type of record going into the last two weeks of the season, and you feel like all you have to do is win one game, one of those two games, you feel pretty good about your chances of making the playoffs. And I think everyone felt good about going into these last two games that they would, you know, win one of the two games and get into the playoffs. And that you and I will be talking about not so much getting into the playoffs or not getting into the playoffs, but talking about who will we be playing uh, next week on Wild Card Week um, in the playoffs. And it just shows you, you know, any, every week you have to be ready to play. And, you know, for the, the players to uh, – it's great the players are accountable and, and taking responsibility for the game uh, that they've played this last two weeks. But it's just hard to swallow when you know you've, you've battled back to get in a position to have control of your own destiny and then you don't do it. Um, it's very difficult. And, you know, speaking about the, the Jaguars, you know, just think about all the stuff they went through this season. They've had a, they had, they've had a tough season uh-huh. this year. And I'm not talking about just the stuff on the football field, but just with their, yeah, with their uh, former head coach. Yeah, all the things that have gone on with them. And, you know, give Trevor Lawrence credit. Um, I think he's had to grow up a lot faster than he probably wanted to in the National Football League because, you know, he took on some responsibility um, out there and, and probably uh, his leadership 
he had to probably exert more of his leadership than he probably wanted to uh, by speaking up and, and the team not playing as well. Um, but give, the, give him credit for sticking with it, being a competitor, uh, going out there and, and, and doing his best. And just as you said earlier, those players want to win. Those players are competitors. Those players have been playing this game since they were young kids out there. And you don't get to this point if you're not a competitor. Mm -hmm. And every time you step on the field to do something, you want to be the best out there. You want to win. And these guys, they could care less if they were going to get the number one pick in the draft next year or not. They want to go out there to show that, hey, we can play in this game. We're a good team. And we have some quality players on this team. And they went out there and showed it today. They played extremely well. Give them credit for what they did today as far as being ready to play, going out there, and taking it to the Colts. Bill, before we get out of here, I, I do want to ask you, when you have a loss like this, the, the, the finality of it, what is the what is the process that like the, the players are going through right now? Like, How are they mentally processing this of like, the finality of the season ending, thinking we could have done so much better. Um, and, and now, like, you know, we're hearing from Darius Leonard, like he, he had some really good things to say about, uh, you know, just making sure his quote was, um, you know, about, about this is about the off season, right? He said, I hope guys really this off season, just take the time and realize what we had in front of us and let this feeling burn through their heart and go out and have the best offseason possible and train to be the best and just outwork everybody. Like, is that – how quickly do players get to that mindset, and, and how long do you realistically, realistically think this is going to sting for these guys? Well, for each person, it's going to be different. It's hard to put a timetable on it as far as um, how long it will sting for each player. Each player is different. Um, I remember losing the Super Bowl when I was with the Buffalo Bills. Mm -hmm. That stung for a long time. It, it stung for a long time. And I remember going into minicamp the following year. I was still mentally drained from the loss. So the, the loss was in February, um, January, in, in January, beginning of February, as far as the Super Bowl. And then minicamp was sometime in end of April, beginning of May. Um, and it stung that long as far as um, just the loss. And you think about what could you have done differently? What, what should we... What should have I done? What should have I done differently um, if I if could have done anything? Um, and it, 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 it's hard. Now, eventually, I think for me personally, once we started playing games, I started forgetting about the previous year. Um, so that was out of my system. Now, some guys it might end sooner than that. Once they get to minicamp and get back around the guys and and be ready to play, it might end there. So I think for each person, it's going to be different. Um, they'll process it differently. Um, but I think it's still going to sting for a while, and they'll remember it. Um, and, of course, it will be brought back up again when the Colts play the Jaguars uh, here in, at Lucas Oil Stadium and um, back down in, in Jacksonville. So that will come up again. But it's something they're going to have to deal with right now. Um, there's not anything they could do about it except – learn from the game, learn from the mistakes, and be prepared to go out and play, uh, go out and work out, and be prepared for this, this offseason and get ready for next season. Um, hopefully any injuries they have, you get those things healed up and be ready to go. I mean, it's, uh, th there's a lot of talent on this team. Um, 
they can play well when they're when they're playing efficiently and they're focused. Um, so I, I think they just need to think about it, uh, keep it in the back of their mind, and don't let it escape them because um, that hopefully will fuel them uh, this upcoming offseason and during the season next year. All right, well, I think that's a good place to end this podcast. Uh, thank you to everyone who's listened to Bill and I throughout the season. We started doing these instant game reactions back in October. I've really enjoyed doing them. Uh, Bill, your insight on them has been great. And I think, you know, hopefully we've we've given some Colts fans some insight about these games, giving you a little bit of entertainment on your Monday mornings. Um, this one, probably not the most entertaining podcast you've ever listened to. No. <laughs> um, but we'll be back next season with Colts Instant Reaction. But until then, the Colts official podcast is not going anywhere. That will be every Tuesday here on the Colts Audio Network throughout what is now an earlier-than-expected start to the Colts offseason. That'll be myself, Lara Overton, and Jeffrey Gorman joining you every Tuesday again on the Colts Audio Network. So be sure to subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. We would love to see a five-star review get dropped in there. And, Bill, thanks so much for doing this, these with me this season. It's been very, very fun doing them with you, and I certainly have learned a lot from you just talking to you about you know the, these games over the course of the last couple months. JJ, I've, I've enjoyed it. It's been fun. I look, actually look forward to uh, doing this uh, every, uh, every time we have an opportunity to do it after each game, and it's, it's fun. You give a great insight, um, very knowledgeable about the game, uh, great statistics, so I look forward to it uh, every time we do it after the game. So uh, look forward to next year. All right. Well, we will, we will get to looking forward to next year. Uh, at some point but for right now I think we're all going to kind of sit in the sting of this one (laughs) and uh, you know that's about it so anyways thanks again for listening thank you to every single Colts fan who is engaged with us this season we really genuinely appreciate it from the bottom of our hearts thank you Colts fans for everything you have given us this season anyways for Bill Brooks I'm JJ Stankovitz thank you so much for listening we will talk to you next time here on the Colts Audio Network